Hello and welcome to Games We Never Play, the gaming exploratory podcast. My name is Stephen Pope, and for our little experiment into Tales from the Loop, we now lead you into the final part, the review. Uh, let's meet our table, starting with the always charming Jay Africa. Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, this is Jay. I played Alex in this game of Tales from the Loop, the uh, weirdo of the group, uh, crafter and um, uh, good friend to Lily and sort of still working on the friendship with uh, with Josh. Uh, Mason, how about you? I'm Hello, I'm Jameson. I played Lily, uh, Lily Garth. She's a rocker. Uh, very obsessed with hair metal. Skid Row is one of her favorite bands, and uh, she's kind of got a thing for Josh and Alex is pretty much her best friend. Uh, playing Josh was Michael Holmes. Yes, I, I am that same Michael Holmes who played Josh, uh, who was the jock. He was a soccer player with a bit of a smart-ass attitude, but a uh, heart of gold who... Uh, Found himself in a strange and unusual place with a dinosaur and no way to get back home. That old story. Well, like you do. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely wanted to imply that you could probably just go with the dinosaur next time it vanished, but well, you know, right, but the way your we friends could save it, you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'll be honest. I was a little nervous about running tales from the loop because Jay hit it out of the park with uh, kids on bikes. And I just didn't want to do the same kind of game again. But I will say, after running this and reading the book, they are very different beasts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the feel for the game that you ran, I mean, even though the idea or the themes are, are somewhat similar, you know, kids getting into... Uh, situations that they might not necessarily have a lot of power or control over. Even though that was similar to Kids on Bikes, I thought that your game felt very different uh, tonally from mm. Kids on Bikes. And I think that does have something to do with with the system and sort of the lore behind it as well. Mm-hmm. No, um, it tells you when you read the book, like, always cut between the incredibly mundane and the supernatural. So I wanted to kind of balance between, like, rough day in class, dinosaur eats a bus, uh, your sister sneaks out of class, you find a T-Rex. Like, I, I just <laughs> wanted to make sure, like, your home lives and your day-to-day -day were just as important as finding the T-Rex. Yeah, and I mean... Yeah, was... that was great. I Go ahead, go ahead, Mike. Uh, no, it's just there. You definitely did a nice balance between the two, um, and it wasn't like the the world wasn't samey. You know what I mean? Like when weird <laughs> shit happened, it was like, oh yeah, it's the loop, but oh no, weird shit's still happening. So um, yeah. Anyway, well done on balancing it is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I can already tell this is definitely going to be one of those we sing the game's praises thing. So I'm gonna go ahead and be the negative Nancy real quick. I, there is only one explicit mention of queerness in the book, and it's under the weirdo, and I don't know why that's there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the only mention of that, like, all the, uh, it never goes into the details about the NPC's relationships or anything like that. It just feels 
odd to me. That... Yeah, and just for reference, that was under the uh, the type, uh, page 57. And let's see, where is it? Where is it? Oh, it's interesting because it's under the pride section of the weirdo. One of the possible prides that are given when you're creating this character type is the first one is uh, I'm not heterosexual. And the second one is mom says that I'm beautiful. So, right. yeah, yeah, that is interesting that 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 this is where it manifests and it's not necessarily uh, explicit or, or addressed anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not going to re I'm not going to lead some sort of revolt against the game and this is yeah. not me uh poo-pooing it it's just an odd thing to only mention queerness once in your book and it's you know the, the weirdo. weirdo yeah 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 but you know it was the 80s it's set in the 80s but uh yeah um do you all know when this game was released when the game itself was uh, last year, I believe. Yeah, I was gonna say so no more than two years ago. Yeah, so this is a fairly recent book. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know that it was actually quite that recent. I thought that it was. Uh, I thought that it had been around a little longer than that. But uh, looks like um, copyright for this is uh, 2017. Oh. Oh. Okay. All right. Kids on bikes was okay. 2018, wasn't it? Something like that. Something like that. Was that was also a pretty recent. That was also a pretty recent game. But then again, we... And I'm not excusing their lack of uh, inclusion in this, but I am going to say, you know, culturally it is different. This is a Swedish game. Yeah. I'm not saying there aren't gays in Sweden and what have you, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but I mean, it definitely... I mean, I, I think maybe this was also... I, I don't really know when the push for inclusivity uh, started becoming very, you know, really present in games. Well, I mean, I suppose D&D had that in 2014 when 5th edition came out. It wasn't as explicit either, but... I, I ask this uh, because I don't know, but there is now a sequel to this, which is Things from the Flood, Things from which the Flood, is more yeah. like the high school version of Tales from the Loop. Um, have, have we had a chance to check that out? Is that theme perhaps better explored in that? And I mean... Again, I'm not apologizing for there not being more of that inclusion in the book, but do you think perhaps the designers wanted to perhaps limit that because of the relationship that it might have to children specifically, and perhaps they felt That's that that might have been an issue? Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't have a, like, once again, and I can already feel the angry tweets coming at me, I wouldn't bring this up, but under an example NPC relationship, it's, she took my virginity. And if you're going to go there with the topic, mm. don't treat queerness as the weird version of it. Absolutely. Like, we're already dealing with some real stuff in the game. Like, Jay, what you did with your character is what they kind of encourage you to do with your characters. We didn't really get to go into it, but you're encouraged to make a real person who's uh. dealing with struggles, both supernatural and mundane. So, you know. I'm not poo-pooing the game. I'm not saying the game is problematic. Yeah. I'm not giving it flack. It's just one of those things where I notice that, and it's odd. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. The, I mean, the for... focus of the game is definitely somewhere else. Yeah. I, I completely get that assessment, Stephen, and I agree with you 100%. It's an odd way to frame it, at the very least. Yeah. Um, so, what do you guys feel about mechanically? Because... Uh, Mason, Michael, uh, Jay, actually, I think all three of you have played the Aliens RPG, and I know uh, 
they use a similar system. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if anything, um, this is a, a much more streamlined version of it. But uh, yeah, you know, you, you have a pool of D6s. You hope you get at least one six. And there's ways to make bad things happen to you. But that's really all you need to know. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I'm at, too. It's it it's good in that it, hey, yeah, you're going to need to get a six. But I kind of wish that there was, like, I don't know, maybe a skill or something where I could use... Uh, something to make fives okay. I don't know. Right, right. Yeah. Just just a little, another layer of mechanics that maybe expanded that success range. Something. Huh, I'm not yeah. entirely sure if that's, that's like the way... But like, hitting sixes, that's... Yes, you do have a lot more dice, but most systems usually will have like a range of like... Like, uh, say, uh, Band of Blades or Scum and Villainy has like, okay, between four and five, that's a partial success. You still succeed, but something bad happens. So you get that narrative story, but then a six is a, a full success. Right. I kind of wish there was something like, like that here where you could have a yes and or no and. It's either you do it or you don't do it or you do it and you get more stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I could definitely tell that was kind of a struggle because you guys failed roles that, honestly, I didn't want you to fail. <laughs> because, right, right. well, you need a six. It's that simple. And that's not a huge problem, but it is something... I do wish you could sometimes be like, all right, I'll take a stress or I'll burn a luck and I'll succeed. make five success. Yeah. 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 We only had so many resources to burn to fish us out of that situation if we needed to. Yeah. Um, on, on, yeah, I see what you mean. And I think the way you handled it, Steve, was great because, mm-hmm. you know, you were still able to push the plot forward, you know, despite of whatever botched role might have done. But I do know that yeah, for, for a lesser experienced GM, uh, that might actually stall and require a little more work to, to, to work around. Oh, yeah, no. Um, when you start running games, and here's some for the newbie GMs out there, I guess, you're going to be tempted to just be like, okay, you failed. What do you do now? And that's always going to bring things to a screeching halt and it's something i still do sometimes so it's always better to be no and or no but right and something yeah. i've yeah. picked up from other game systems because i do want to run this for you guys scum and villainy um is the devil's bargain it's the yeah you can succeed at this but something really bad is going to happen later so yes i could have jumped down and gotten to kevin in the scenario but i snap my skateboard you know to do it mm-hmm. or you know I, I actually twist my ankle so I can't run I, I have a negative on all body checks for that character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah, uh, yeah right. you can do it but here's something that's gonna hold you back later on and that's a great way to handle things in my opinion um, uh, I will say oh sorry go ahead Jay well, no, no. I, uh, just as far as the uh, the conflict resolution mechanic goes, I do like that the numbers are small. There aren't, you know, you're not adding twenty plus, you know, fourteen. And I, it's not that I don't care for math or anything like that, but uh, it's it is quicker to put your skill. If you're just rolling your attribute, you're just rolling however many dice there are. If you're rolling your attribute and your skill, it's super quick to put that number together. And after that, you're not looking for more numbers. You're just looking for a success. And so that's that's that is I, I think that's a great 
uh, easy system to to get into and to dive into. And so I did definitely appreciate that about the game. Oh, uh, real quick, I'm jumping back to our earlier point. Uh, so I, while we were talking, I went and I bought uh, Tales from the. I'm sorry. The, oh, things from the flood. <laughs> things from the flood. And I just you just had that tab open, just like credit card ready. For the internet. Listen, I buy a lot of things from Drive Through RPG, and so can you. Using our link on our site helps us out. Um, Gamesneverplay.com. Uh, but I did just a quick uh, search for queer. Uh, and on page 44, it explicitly calls out Boulder Pride is a center for gay, lesbian, bisexual, trans, and queer people. So they, they do include them in the uh, sequel, but it doesn't look like they're being utilized as a, you're the weirdo, you're the odd man out, or what have you. And again, and it's, that's it's fair. Yeah, it's not, again, it's just not necessarily the focus of the game, or it's not sexuality well, you know, in this, yeah. It's not Shouldn't the forefront be. of the intent. Well, I mean, intent. I mean, and of course, uh, inclusion goes beyond sexuality as well. Absolutely, you know, and, and so it, it seems like, like that's straight gay sexuality. Yeah, um, yeah, totally, totally. I hear you. So I let's see. I'm gonna. So I do have to say, this game drip style. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, this yeah, is to say a the beautiful least. game. Even the character sheet looks cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if yeah, there's yeah, one yeah, thing yeah. that Free League does really well, it, it's design. And, I mean, if you've seen the Aliens book, that is just, like, uh, a love letter oh, to the franchise. Mama. But it is done in Free League style. And this, from the very first page, tells you exactly what you're getting into. And it doesn't veer from that even a little bit, you know? It's it's a time in the past, but it's not. It's like you you were there yeah, yeah. in a memory that you can't quite remember. Does that make sense? Is that too flowery? No, no, no I think it's a perfect great. way to put it. It is a '80s that never was. Yeah, and and I mean, um, you know, the art that the the role playing game is based on is just so evocative and wonderful. And the the book, um, the way the book is laid out, and the art style for the book, the uh, the art design for the book, it, it just augments that so well. It really does. I remember when uh, the artist was going viral on Tumblr and Instagram back in the mid-2010s, early 2010s, whenever Tumblr still existed. Um, and I remember thinking, God, it would be so much fun to play in this. So the fact that you now can is pretty neat. And there's also a board game coming, so that will be very interesting. Now that is oh, definitely that's something cool. I would be interested in. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would play um, the heck out of that. So I kind of have a bit of a tangent question, but it is related to this. How do you guys feel about playing children in role-playing games? Huh. Um, I normally actually don't like it. Um, I I don't I don't mind playing it. I can I'll play anything anywhere anyhow, um, just because that's how I roll. But normally I don't like Boo. playing. <laughs> I didn't even mean that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I've, I just, and I guess this comes down to one of my lines and veils type things is that, you know, I had a very rough childhood and we're not going to get into that because it's a fun podcast. But so going back to that time and putting myself mentally and emotionally into that vulnerability states, the people that took advantage of me, I, it, it, it's always a, an internal battle for myself to separate the two. Like this is not me, but it's also I have to draw from a, a truth when you're role playing. Mm-hmm. 
No, I totally understand that. That doesn't mean I, I won't play, though. All right. Yeah, I, I enjoy it, um, but it's definitely harder for me to relate, and I, I constantly, like, second-guess how I role-play a child when I'm playing a child. Hmm. Even having, like, a point of reference that's relatively close to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fair enough. Well, how about you, Michael? Um... You know, I mean, one of the reasons that we play these games is to, um, you know, be people that we aren't in regular life. And uh, one of the things that I, I liked about our time playing Kids on Bikes was that it allowed me to live the kind of movies that I grew up on, having, you know, been a child of the 80s, the Goonies, the Stand By Me's, so on and so forth. So this game for me uh, allowed me to have a little bit of that escapist fantasy from my childhood that I always wanted and I could very much feel myself like becoming a younger version of myself as we were playing but with <laughs> uh, an, an interesting filter that honestly I don't think I ever could have imagined as as a kid so um, I would say that it was both Kids on Bikes and Tales from the Loop aren't things that I would necessarily go to above other games I'm glad that I've been given the chance to play both of them and i would highly recommend them to other people based on what kind of experience they would want to have that's fair yeah i guess i ask because i've been a fan of like masks and monster hearts games that do expect the player to kind of go to a younger adult sort of setting but still adult like you mm -hmm. are capable of you're old enough to understand, oh, my actions have consequences of everything. So playing a child is always kind of a weird... It's it's an odd experience for me, personally. So I was wondering if I was alone in that. But yeah, it's just one of those things where I've been... Between this and uh, Kids on Bikes, and I, will, I, I, I actually do feel like Tales from the Loop does this better. Uh, it's very interesting playing a character who is in effect, helpless. Right. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Um, because, yeah, I mean, as, as a kid, yeah, you know, and we talked about this uh, during Kids on Bikes as well, Kids on Bikes as well, you don't have the resources that you might have as an adult. You don't necessarily have the agency. Um, you don't necessarily have the cooperation for, you know, of the world around you. I mean, even as adults, we, we really don't have as much as we think right but uh but as kids who don't have that kind of control in their lives um yeah it's interesting it's 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 inter it's an interesting puzzle having to make decisions based around that when you're role playing yeah so just one of those things i've been thinking about since we've done two of these in a row now i feel am i am i skipping something i don't feel like oh we did uh nope. Witcher, uh, Witcher came after, but I mean, we did, we did, we did. Oh, that's right. But we, I blocked I mean, out Witcher. <laughs> Who we don't talk about Witcher. Oh, we'll talk about. We Witcher. had to talk about Witcher, and I don't want to talk about Witcher anymore. What are we talking about? Uh, but don't worry about it. I, I, I think, I think it was actually really great that we ended up playing these two games, you know, in a relatively short span of time, you know, because we had. We had uh, we had kids on bikes pretty fresh in our minds as well, and so one mm -hmm. I think I think it's good that uh, for first of all Stephen I think it was good that um, you made the conscious effort to really make it totally different, and two 
uh, it was great to kind of put these mechanics side by side and you know see how one worked over the other and and what the strengths of one were over the other uh wh one thing that i will add to this too is that i love how this system and just like kids on bikes i love how both systems really facilitated uh role playing and storytelling uh oh, within yeah. its mechanics like if you want to cure a condition you play out a scene and mm -hmm. however that scene plays out there's no there's no there's no right or wrong that clears the condition and i think that's great so you know like you could really go, you could really kind of go crazy with it or it can be as simple as i hang out with i hang out with my my uh, my friend from school or i hang out with um you know the librarian or something like that and boom it's that's it it's clear yeah i really wish yeah. that they had like merged these two games into one perfect game like i like the concept of like yes your kid is not going to die and they will just go home at a certain point and just be like i'm done i'm i'm not playing anymore yeah yeah, um, right, right. And you have to, like you said, role play out how you're healing from the, the trauma that you took on. And I, I love that. But I also wish that they had included, you know, lions and veils and, you know, the X card and the safety tools. Well, uh, those safety tools are something like, especially nowadays, especially considering the uh, atmosphere we're in. Yeah. Uh, you're, I feel like it's almost expected that you bring them. Hmm. No, so it's it's more. So it's more. Um, what's the word? It's a little more built into the social contract. Yeah. Well, see, huh? I, see, I, I feel like yes, you should bring your own safety tools to the party. Yeah. But this is going to be every RPG is somebody's first RPG. Yeah. Right. There's a reason that section is you know in every book. I wish it was what's an RPG. Book. Oh yeah, the what's an RPG? Yes. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I, I had a thing where I ran a game for some folks here in LA, where it was a it was a big event, and I was like, "Here's the X card, you know, if you need it." And a lot of people were like, "What is an X card? How does that work? Mm. Do we just like stop talking about something?" I'm like, well, kind of. You just move around it. You move off that subject, and I kind of wish it had that in Tales from the Loop. Great mm -hmm. game, otherwise. Yeah, that's totally fair uh to go back to the review portion mechanically the game's really sound it drips absolutely style. it's a beautiful book yes like, i there's an art book now and if that didn't exist i'd say buy this as an art book alone yeah the images on here are great inspiration especially for your site for like a weird low tier cyberpunk i almost want yeah, to do absolutely. this into a fallout game like here's pre fallouts <laughs> Something happens, the loop loops, closes, I don't know. And this is what we're left with. Yeah. And and it's interesting because I love how uh I love how sort of I mean, taken separately, the art, again, just being as evocative as it is, it, it does so pretty. It it begs for the viewer to kind of wrap a story around it. You know what I mean? So if you flip to any random page of the book you can't just look at the picture and be like, oh, okay, you know, there's a picture of a freeway. You're like, okay, there's a picture of a freeway with derelict robots. So what was that all about? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's it's such but, a good-looking book. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah, so I, final I'm a thoughts? big fan. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, no, I loved it. It was a great game. 
Yeah, on our on our scale of uh, what was it? Um, uh, play it, run it, buy it, or avoid it. Right. Uh, Stephen, what and do you I think? I created delete it. <laughs> delete it. Delete um, it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that one's reserved. Um, no, I think Tales from the Loop is a definite own it. It is a definite run it. It is a lot of fun to run. It's character creation I greatly enjoyed, and I think it's a wonderful game. Uh, would I choose it over Kids on Bikes? Maybe not, because Kids on Bikes is more malleable, but, you know, it's so cool. <laughs> I definitely would go own it, because even just as a coffee table book, you just have that in your living room or something. You can flip through it or have guests flip through it, and it's just so evocative. So definitely own it. And run it if you can. It's a very easy system. Yeah. How about you, Michael? Um, I'm going to say definitely play it and I think own it. Uh, again, you know, Stephen, I was going to say, well, you know, I, I, I want to, of Kids on Bikes or Tales from the Loop, I'm going to pick Tales from the Loop because it is just a fancier looking game. And then you said the thing about Kids on Bikes being more malleable. And that's true because I think as Jay's story in that game proved, there's no limit to the kind of tale that you can tell in the kids on bikes rule set. Whereas tales from the loop, um, you know, it's a tale from the loop. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's out of the box. It's like, okay, here's a bunch of weird technological crap and maybe time travel that you have to deal with. Go to town. Um, so again, I feel like it really depends on the kind of story you want to play. But that said, um, it's a solid, easy to pick up system. I think there's a really robust toolkit for uh, lots of different kinds of stories within like the sci-fi genre. And, um, I think especially if it was somebody's first RPG, you, you could certainly do worse than this. I know that sounds like faint praise, but I think it is a really great introductory to tabletop role-playing and the fact that it has a TV show associated with it is a, uh, a great way to bring people into the hobby. All right. Yeah, I, you, I agree. Uh, I it I mean for me, and you know again this is for me. It it definitely is a must buy, and I'm glad I picked it up because what you said, Mace, about it being uh, at the least a great coffee table slash art book is so true about it. Um, I I actually I'm a huge fan of uh, of free leagues of this game system. It's it's free leagues year zero system based on mutant year zero. And uh, I, I really enjoy it. I think it's, it's, it's a great system. Uh, I think like, I think it was you who said it, Stephen, that there's, or was it you, Mace? I can't remember, but there's not, I think my one problem with it is that it doesn't have those degrees of success that games like, say, Fate does. Um, but I still really, really enjoy, uh, really enjoy playing it. And I think my, my one like like you said, Stephen, it is not quite as malleable as kids on bikes. Um, but for what you're paying for the book and the system that it gives you, you can definitely get some pretty decent mileage from this game. So I would say uh, own it, um, run it. Uh, it's a fun game to run, and it lets you play on a lot of. Uh, it lets you draw from a lot of uh, good existing material out there if you need some inspiration. Uh, if you're not necessarily one to run games, I would highly recommend tracking a game down and playing it. Mm -hmm. All right. So across the boards, positive things to say. Great game. And thank you all for being at our first digital table. 
Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And Stephen, thank yes. you very much for running a fun yes, game. Yes, thank that you, Steve. Great. Hey, happy to. All right. So go feed a T-Rex some Skittles and have a good one and wash your hands. <laughs> Take care and be well, everybody. So yeah. Be well. Uh, before Bye. before we go, hey, let's 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 uh, let's just tell everybody who we are or where you can find us. So yeah, yeah. Oh Mike, yeah, we're Michael. supposed to do that. Call to actions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Michael, where can people find you? Uh, well, fortunately, uh, due to spending all that time in the loop, I was able to reverse uh, a couple of minutes till the end of the episode to actually get this information in. Wait, wait. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MRH underscore 3E. You can find me on Instagram at Michael R. Holmes. Um, we also do have a Patreon uh, with varying tiers of... Uh, rewards all the way from a dollar up to more than that and uh, we understand that I know a lot of people might find themselves in a bit of a dire financial situation right now so we also do have a lot of content that we are just putting up on the gameswenoverplay.com site so if you are looking for something to do between games please check us out there as well well said Jameson uh, you can find me online gm underscore mace m-a-c-e like the weapon uh, Wednesday nights I'm running an RPG, so if you want something uh, during the week, in the evening, I'm playing uh, a game called Dying Embers on Happy Jack's RPG Twitch channel at 7pm. It's 5e, but only in System Alone. Uh, Jay, where can they find more of you, bud? Hey everybody, I'm Jay. You can find me on Twitter at JayAfrica and on Instagram at TransplantAsian. Um, and uh, if you've been enjoying uh, games we never play, follow us uh, on the various social medias at GWNP underscore pod. Uh, if, you, if you like us or, or, or you know interact with us on Facebook and you've listened to this and it's inspired you to try a game or to uh, seek out um, you know, a particular game that you've never tried, let us know. We'd love to hear your stories of, of exploring games that you might not have played or have never played. Steven. Yeah, no, you guys saved me a lot of work. I was gonna, <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to do a good uh, CTA and all that crap, but no, you guys just took that, so thanks. Follow me online at stevejpoke22 and check out New Pantheon on youtube.com slash show. <laughs> Y'all take care. All right, now, for real, have a good one. Bye. Take care, everybody. Until right. next Take week. Take care, be well. Have a good